Soccer, LFA Junior Cup Quarter Final. Battling New Oak performance goes unrewarded. New Oak boys nil, Oliver Bond Celtic one. Article by Harry Shorthose. They battled hard, they dug deep, they fought, they gave it all they had, but it simply wasn't good enough. That was the story of the game for New Oak, who battled hard, but just fell short against a strong Oliver Bond Celtic side. It was a tale of two halves, nothing between the two sides, a goal in the third minute from James McHugh, the difference between them. It was a bright start from the Dublin side, who threatened early on. McHugh, looking sharp, caused the most problems as they dominated the first half. Thirteen minutes in, a Sean Gannon cross from the right found his head, but he couldn't control it. Two minutes later, he steered another Gannon cross straight to Keelan Gaffney in the New Oak goal. New Oak's first opportunity of the game fell on 16 minutes, when they were awarded a free, but David Doyle's effort was hit straight into the keeper. Oliver Bond kept threatening, with McHugh's long-range effort going wide, and a William McAdams effort from the right being deflected away. On the half-hour mark, David O'Shea rattled the crossbar for the reigning Carlo champions, whilst at the other end, a breakaway from McHugh saw him drill an effort low and hard, but Gaffney was on hand to save, bailing his team out, not for the first time in this game. Four minutes later, Gaffney was on hand to bail his side out once more, intervening to clear the ball away from the feet of the ever-dangerous McHugh. As the clock turned into injury time, it was all action as a Doyle free was deflected away before Dean Kelly's resulting corner was cleared. New Oak came out fighting in the second half, trying to take the game to their Dublin opponents. Gaffney had to bail his team out again first, though, four minutes into the game, as he cleared an effort from McHugh. New Oak did have their chances in the game, though, with Doyle and Keane Dowling both having efforts saved. It was a complete turnaround from New Oak, who had already beaten North End and Evergreen in the competition, as they started to stamp their authority on the game. The best chance of the game fell to Dean Kelly, who found himself in acres of space in the middle and plenty of time, but his shot just rattled off the crossbar and away on the hour mark. Whilst four minutes later, Connor Burns struggled to control Dean Kelly's corner from the left, and it was cleared. With 12 minutes to go, Doyle's free from the right found Andy Wall, who struggled to control the ball, and it fell to Corey Harmon, but the keeper got to it first. The game's most controversial moment came with 10 minutes to go, when New Oak thought they had equalised. Doyle's free was parried away, and captain Lee Murphy was able to bundle home the rebound, but much to the home side's despair, the goal was ruled out by the offside flag. A VAR review would have made interesting viewing. To make matters worse, Murphy was then sent off for dissent to the officials, and a member of the New Oak management team followed him shortly after. It looked like game over, but New Oak weren't giving up. Andy Walls squared across across the box to Doyle, who teed up Kelly, but his shot was saved. Oliver Bond were struggling, and New Oak were awarded several frees in the dying moments, but neither Kelly nor Doyle could convert them, 
and when the final whistle blew, it was more a sigh of relief for the Dublin side, as for a second week in a row, a Carlo side was knocked out of Leinster by the barest of margins. Teams, New Oak Boys, Keelan Gaffney, Lee Murphy, Keen Dowling, David O'Shea, Michael Calvey, Cattle Gaffney, Connor Byrne, Craig Wall, Dean Kelly, Andy Wall, David Doyle. Subs, Will Hayes, Greg Sekula, Corey Harmon, Daryl Coleman, James McGrath, Dylan Keatley, Gavin Dowling, Dylan Keatley, Mario Driscoll. Oliver Bond Celtic, Jake Carey, Sean Gannon, Luke Johnson, Carl Beaton, Adam Mitchell, Sean McManus, William McAdams, Michael Malone, Owen Connors, James McHugh and Troy Carey. The subs, Sean English, Philip Salmon, Aaron Fagan, Patrick Connors, Graham Murphy. Carlo and District Football League Over 35s Division Roundup. Good weekend for Parkville and Baltinglass. Article by Bob Housen. Parkville entertained old rivals Burren at Hawkins Lane with both teams fully determined to take the three points on offer. The first half was an equal contest in what was a great battle. With no clear-cut chances created by either side and with both defences being right on top of their game and dominating both sets of attackers, it was no surprise that the game was scoreless at half-time. It was obvious that it was going to require something special for either side to get something out of this game. In the second half, it was Parkville who looked the more likely team, but it took another 20 minutes of further stalemate before the deadlock was broken. Parkville's Sebastian Balut picked a loose ball on the edge of the Burren penalty area and made a smart turn that wrong-footed his marker and he fired in an absolute belter of a cross shot that gave the Burren keeper no chance and nestled in the net for that vital opening goal and a 1-0 lead. That setback fired up Burn, and for the next 10 minutes it was all Burn, with Parkville coming under severe pressure as Burn strived to find an equaliser. But Parkville's defence weathered the storm. They knew that they needed a second goal in order to clinch the win. It was nip and tuck until the last five minutes, when Martin Fitzgerald won a ball in midfield and he played the ball out wide right to Sid Hogan, and with Nicky Nolan making a fine run through the middle of Burns' defence, Hogan played the ball into him, and he was one-on-one with the keeper, and there was only going to be one outcome. Sure enough, Nolan calmly placed the ball into the Burren net to make it 2-0. That's how it ended, and Parkville took all three points in what was a well-contested game. Standing out for Parkville were Martin Fitzgerald, Sid Hogan and Nicky Nolan, whilst it was a concerted team effort from Byrne. The result? Parkville United AFC 2, Byrne Celtic AFC 0. Baltinglass got off to a flyer, with a goal at the back post for Declan Faulkner, for the first goal of the game. However, Rovers equalised when Darren McGill picked up a ball out on the wing and he dribbled it towards the goal and calmly slotted the ball home to make it 1-1. For the remainder of the game, it was all Baltinglass, with another goal from Declan Faulkner, 
for his brace, and this was followed by further goals from Peter Kyo and Declan Jones to win the visitors a very comfortable 1-4 win. Standing out for Balting Glass were Paddy Sinnott, Paddy Swinburne and Peter Kyo. Whilst best for Rovers were Anthony Slevin, Ken MacDonald and Billy MacDonald. And the result there, Carlo Rovers AFC 1, Balting Glass Town AFC 4. Women's National League Murphy leads youths to first victory of the season. Article by Harry Shorthose. Greg Cullen's Kylie Murphy led the Wexford Youths women to their first win of the season in the Women's National League, as they finally made their first outing of the season following the lockdown. The captain played a starring role from the heart of midfield, as goals from Lauren Kelly, Vanessa Ogbonna and a brace from new signing Kilkenny's Ellen Malloy on debut gave them a 4-1 win over Bohemians playing in their first ever WNL game. Meanwhile, Carlow Town native Lauren Dwyer and young star Blessing Kingsley from Greg Cullen were both on the bench. It was the perfect start that manager Tom Elms, who also manages IT Carlow's A-team and his assistant Mark Ross, former Carlow Kilkenny under-17s head coach, would have wanted to their season. <laughs>